Big Les's League, an all rugby league experience. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League. We're going to be going through the Super Saturday games, all four games. We're literally just going to go through the players that we enjoyed watching throughout the game, uh, doing a little bit of a review, I guess. We're, but it's going to be uh, a lot quicker than the reviews. We're going to be doing four games going into round one and so forth, into the regular season. It's going to be a little bit quicker. We're just going to talk about how the game started and then talk about some of the players that we enjoyed watching throughout the game and who to look out for going into the upcoming season, especially some of these rookies that played. We had some really solid performances this weekend. So let's get straight into it. The first game was the Newcastle Knights and the Melbourne Storm playing in Fiji, which was nice to see. Really cool atmosphere there. Uh, Obviously, the commentator on the ground was getting really excited, hyping the crowd up. It was nice to see. Uh, But it was cool just to see a game not played either in Australia or New Zealand in Fiji as well, obviously trying to expand the game. It was cool to see a game getting over to Fiji. It was really awesome. And I think it's the first time it's ever happened as well. So uh, congrats to the NRL for putting that together. But uh, let's talk about this game. So Melbourne had a pretty strong start in this one. Had a lot of possession and momentum to start the game as well. Uh, interesting points to take out of this game. Tyron Wishart was playing at hooker when he came onto the field. Not in the halves, not at fullback. Not in the back line. He was playing at hooker. So that could be a little bit of a hint as well that we could see Tyron Wishart playing in the 14 jersey for round one instead of Far Logo, which would be uh, pretty shocking to some. Obviously, with Far Logo having a terrific back end of the year and World Cup as well, it looks like Tyron Wishart has won that jersey to the number 14, and he'll be playing a bit of hooker off the bench. He looks quite good there too, just just quietly. So um, Tyron Wishart, definitely one to keep an eye on to start the year. Could be playing a little bit of nine off the bench. Keep in mind too that the starters are obviously Ryan Papenhausen, uh, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, and most of these guys only played around 20 minutes and then they all came off. Same for Kalen Ponga, um, Tyson Gamble, Hastings, a few of these guys. Uh, they all pretty much came off around the 30 to 40 minute mark and the reserve grade guys got to work. But um, Kalen Ponga looked really silky and especially when uh, you know the Knights were on the back foot, he pulled a try out of his ass for Bradman Best. Had some really silky moves, great touches from KP. Looks really solid going into the year. Looks really in form. Uh, great start for him. Uh, Anari Chihuahua's obviously won the race to start on the wing. I thought he looked good as well. I thought that he looked much better better than what I remember from him on the wing. So uh, Anari Chihuahua looking good there. Something to also take into account for the Newcastle Knights, Frizzell is playing on the right. So the fight is actually for the left spot. It's going to be between uh, Dylan Lucas and Kai Pierce-Paul for that spot. Um, I thought Dylan Lucas played well when he was on. I thought that Kai Pierce-Paul played well when he was on as well. Uh, Both didn't get too many minutes, I don't think. But I thought both of them played well. So it is going to be a pretty even contest for that spot going into round one. Gun to head, I think it's Dylan Lucas to start the year. I think Kai Pierce-Paul can find himself coming off the bench. In terms of some guys that really impressed me, um, in this game for the Knights. Although Daniel Saifidi, three offloads, a tackle break, six tackles, uh, 106, 119 metres, sorry, in this game. Uh, I don't think he played for too many minutes either. So 
for that shorter stint that he had on the field, I thought that he was really impressive. Did get sent to the pin, though, uh, which was the only downside. As I said, Anari Chihuahua, I thought that he did quite well on the wing, and it's as, as good as I've seen him on the wing as well. 126 metres, a line break, three tackle busts, and a try. Kalen Ponga was really solid as well. One try assist, five tackle busts, a line break, and 111 metres. Uh, he was looking really silky, as I said, coming into the season. Uh, as for the Melbourne Storm, as we said, we did see Tyron Wishart playing a little bit of hooker coming off the bench. I thought he did quite well there. Really silky, good service. I thought that he did a decent job. The MVP of the day, though, for the Melbourne Storm, I thought was Jonah Pezzett. Try assist, try scored. Uh, two tackle busts, 66 metres. Not too bad for a halfback uh, playing in the number six role. Harry Grant did quite well as well for the short stint that he was on. Run for 56 metres, ta- uh, 26 tackles, sorry. Uh, four tackle busts and a try. Uh, Christian Welsh as well, coming off the bench, 103 metres, 18 tackles, uh, three tackle busts and three offloads. He was looking really good coming into this year as well. Obviously, uh, a lot of criticism thrown his way after last year returning from injury. Pulling the captaincy off him maybe takes a little bit of pressure off him coming into this season. He can focus on his footy. He looks really good coming into the year. So uh, definitely one to watch going into this year too. Christian Welsh, he was one of the guys that I thought you know, after, as I said, after last year, not having the best year, getting a lot of criticism, coming back from injury, did a really good job. Uh, Joe Chan, I thought, had a big day as well. Uh, coming off the bench, uh, played in the middle of the field for the most of the time uh, that he was on and had a real crack. Had some big hits, uh, some really solid runs. As I said when we were doing the preview, and I said it in BTFU as well, is someone that has the size to play in the middle, but he has the agility the offload game. He can have a massive impact coming off the bench in the middle too. So I think that he could really be one of those guys that can come off the bench and have a real impact and really boost what is a pretty, you know, very criticized forward pack for the Melbourne Storm going into this year. He can make it a lot better coming off the bench. Joe Chan for me. Another interesting point before we move on was that Jack Cogger was playing 14. He also played a little bit of hooker in this game as well. So I imagine that Gambles won the spot to the six and that Cogger will be will be playing 14, coming off the bench, either roaming the field, depending on how Phoenix Crossland is going, or coming in and playing a little bit of nine. But they are going to keep Cogger in this team, and it looks like it's going to be in jersey number 14. Uh, the young guys had a pretty decent game as well. They were obviously getting pounded. For most of the game, Melbourne really went on a run in the second half uh, and really stuck it to some of the younger guys for the Newcastle Knights when they come came on around the 30 to 40 minute mark. So yeah, look, it was a very dominant Melbourne Storm game. I think the scoreline doesn't really show it. But yeah, very dominant Melbourne game. They looked really on song coming into the year. It's going to be a scary thought, especially when we doubted the Melbourne Storm. I should know better by now. Do not doubt the Melbourne Storm in terms of being a top eight contender because they definitely are. Now, talking about the Warriors and the Dolphins, we had two HIAs in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. Sean O'Sullivan, who was pretty much ruled out straight away for a Category 1, uh, and then we also had uh, Torhu Harris, who had a head knock during the game as well. I think he came back on, um, but two HIAs in the first half, pretty hectic. Um, Sean O'Sullivan was obviously ruled out, hopefully... He'll be back for round one. They obviously get the week break uh, with the Vegas round. Uh, the four teams playing next week in Vegas. I'm sure that Sean O'Sullivan will be okay to play in round one because it is a week's break. And, you know, 
it'd been just under two weeks' time before they do play in round one. Um, so I'm sure Sean, Sean O'Sullivan will be sweet to play. Um, I thought that the Warriors were really dominant throughout that game as well. Uh, some really big moments. The forwards were humming. Mitch Barnett had a solid game in the middle. Just looked really on song throughout the entire game. Metcalf had a solid one. Uh, but the standout for me was Roger Tuovashashek at centre. 196 metres, eight tackle busts, two line break assists, and a try assist as well. He was just humming the entire game. He is going to be a threat at centre, and I think could be a Dallium centre of the year. But we'll talk about that more on Monday. Wink, wink. You'll find out more about that at 12 a.m. Uh, 12 p.m. Sorry, on Monday and at 3 p.m. If you want to watch the video version, wink, wink. Didn't say anything. Didn't reveal anything. Didn't say anything. Today, 12 p.m. Stay tuned. Anyway, the Warriors, really dominant. Roger Dulvashashek had a massive, massive game at center. Uh, some other Warriors standouts, Sean Johnson, line break assist, line break, three tackle bust, try assist, but just looked so silky yet again. Uh, looks really good coming into this year. His goal kicking has improved, if that's even possible. Had a great kicking game uh, last year. It looks like it's improved a little bit coming into this year. So hopefully a last big hurrah for Sean, uh, Sean Johnson, if it is his last year. Mitch Barnett, as we said, had a really solid game in the middle, 131 metres, 35 tackles, uh, two tackle busts, and a try as well in the game. A lucky front rower scoring a try. And then for the Dolphins, a few standouts in this game. The Warriors were more dominant, but the Dolphins still had a fair crack as well. I thought that it was a pretty even game for most of it. Uh, Tom Flegler, 142 metres, 31 tackles, 11 hit-ups, two, uh, and three offloads. Looks really good coming into the year and looks good in Dolphins colours as well. Uh, Valence Tawade, one try scored, tackle bust, line break, 91 metres. He looks so good coming into this year and he looks really fit, rare and ready to go. But I'm sure that losing 10 kilos would do that to a bloke. But Valence Tawale, he looks really good and I think a real smoky to find his way into the side, potentially either off the bench or in the centres throughout the year. Uh, you and Aiken, that experiment in the back row for me is working. 51 metres, 30 tackles, a tackle bust and six runs he had in that game in total. I thought that he looked really on song for most of that game. Now, I will be honest, from this point on, my KO was shitting itself hard to watch KO minis from this point on. I will give you the general gist, though. I thought that Manly had a really solid start. They looked like they were on top for most of the first half, especially the first 15 minutes or so. Uh, obviously, had a try through Mark Max Lehman and Brad Parker on the edge, the back row spot. Um, really interesting playing him in the back row, too. I don't know if he's going to get a spot in this 17 in round one. It doesn't look like it, but he does look good at back row. Obviously, there was a lot of rumors saying that that's where he's going to be moving forward. I thought he looked quite good there. Uh, Max Lehman as well, definitely a player that caught me a little bit off guard. He looked really good on the wing there, scoring two tries in this game. Uh, but every time he touched the ball, he looked really dangerous as well. Max Lehman. Uh, Kurt Falls, definitely an improvement from the past two weeks from what we've seen from him. Uh, obviously been a bit quiet, I think, over the past two weeks, but I thought he improved a lot. Scored a try at the start of the game and obviously uh, towards the back end of the game as well. Scored two tries. He had two line breaks, two tackle busts, ran for 59 metres. Just looked a lot better than what we'd seen from him over the past two weeks, especially in that Wynnum game. He was a, a, a bit quiet, had a few errors in him. Uh, in this game, he looked a lot better. I thought was one of the better players on the park, especially in the second half. He was really, really silky. Um, for the Broncos as well, Josh Rogers in the 5'8 jersey. We were talking about him, obviously, when we were talking about replacements for Adam Reynolds when he retires. 
He's a 5'8". That's very structured, I find. Uh, Josh Rogers, he's much more of a 7 for me than he is a 6, but they keep chucking him at 6, which is quite strange. I thought he played quite well, though. 115 metres, one line break assist, one tackle bust, and the try assist. I almost think that he could play back row. He's a big boy, too, for a 5'8". Uh, but I thought he did quite well, though, Josh Rogers, uh, in this game. Him and Kurt Falls looked really silky, especially in that second half, as we said. Uh, Deloise Hoyter. Uh, 145 metres, one line break, four tackle busts, and a try scored in this game as well. I thought that, you know, the guy that we called out at the start of the game, Sione Hopawade, had a fucking massive game as well. Some big hits, uh, obviously quite quick when he got into some space as well, looked really dangerous. I thought that he had a massive game. And as we said, they've got a lot of question marks around what their back line is going to look like throughout the year still. Um, The Brisbane Broncos, I really do think that over the next two years, we could see Sione Hopawade get a spot in this back line. He has got so much talent. Uh, Not someone that I was aware of until that Wynnum game, but I have loved watching him ever since. Sione Hopawade, definitely one to watch throughout the year. If you're going to be watching those Q Cup games, he definitely looks like a player to watch. Uh, Sione Hopawade. As for the Manly Seagulls, the first 15 minutes was their best. I thought Jamie Humphreys had a solid game, though, throughout. Um, I didn't actually know that he was a half before he was a, uh, a hooker. They've been putting him into hooker. It was an experiment that started only this year, or last year, I should say, uh, obviously converting him into a number nine. Uh, but I thought at the halves, it's probably the best I've seen of him. Obviously, a try assist, two line break assists, 27 tackles. 87, 84 metres, sorry, in this game as well. Looked really, really solid, Jamie Humphreys. I thought that he killed it in this one. Looked super silky, footwork, passing game. Um, just the way he moves his body as well on the edges. I thought he was doing his best work on the edges too. I think he might be a better half than he is a nine. I think that the Manly Seagulls should consider keeping him in the halves, especially when DCE goes off to origin. He's a genuine option there to play at six uh, for me as well. So... Um, yeah, he'll be someone that I'll be watching throughout the year to see if he can get a spot in this team. But fuck, I think that he is an also a smoky um, for the 14. I know that it's pretty much confirmed that Kyle Lawton's going to get it because he's gone over to uh, Los Vegas and Jamie Humphreys and Gordon Shankumtong have stayed in New South Wales. But um, yeah, look, I mean, Jamie Humphreys definitely one to watch throughout this uh, throughout the year. Max Lehman, we spoke about him for Manly. Two tries scored, five tackle busts, uh, one line break, and 130 metres in this game. And then another bloke that I thought really stood out was Toa for Sipley. Obviously unlucky to be suspended for round one, so I had to stay uh, in Australia while the rest of the team went over to um, go play in Las Vegas for the season opener. Um, but he was quite impressive in this game. Sipley, two offloads. Four tackle busts, 29 tackles, 125 metres. Just was the leader in the front row. Obviously named it captain, I believe, for this game. Um, just had an absolute blinder there in the front row. Uh, I thought that he was definitely one of the standouts. As I said, I thought Brad Parker, when he came on to play a bit of back row, really looked good as well. I thought that Dean Madison at 13 wasn't half bad as well. His ball playing as a link man in that 13 was quite good. Um, obviously, as I said, we only got to watch the shorts, so I didn't get to see too much. My KO, as I said, was being a pain, so I wasn't really able to watch anything until about 8 o'clock this evening while the Dragons and Tigers game was on. Um, so I had to literally, you know, watch the Broncos and Manly game, and then it wouldn't let me watch the Dragons game live either. So I had to watch the KO mini 
for that, which meant I, which meant I had to wait until that game finished and then watch the KO mini. It was just an absolute mess. Um, for some reason, I don't know if it's KO or if it's my shitty internet, but one of those was stuffing up. It just wasn't a good end to what was a long day of rugby league. Definitely draining too. Four games in a day. It's a fucking session. I'll tell you that for free. It can get quite draining. Um, but, yeah, the Dragons absolutely killing it over the West Tigers. Ben Hunt having a blinder, scoring two tries, looking really silky. I thought that Moses Suli has come into the year quite strong, had a really tough performance in that one. It's the best I've seen of him over the past few years, really. I think that he's come into the year really with a point to prove as well. Uh, I thought that Moses Suli was quite impressive. Talking about Moses Suli, he ran for 192 metres, 12 tackle busts, uh, a line break and a try scored in this one as well. Uh, Michaela Ravalawa also having a big game, 129 metres, two line breaks, eight tackle busts and a try. Uh, Jaden Sua coming into the year strong as well. Was one guy that we were talking about in the preview for the Dragons saying that he really needed to come in and have a strong start. 155 metres, three offloads, eight tackle busts and one line break. Uh, as for the Tigers, in what was a tough game for them, obviously getting smoked in that second half by the Dragons. Uh, Fanua Pole, a try scored, five tackle busts, 23 tackles, 125 metres. Um, Stefano Utsukamanu, no errors in this one. Eight tackle busts, 20 tackles, 141 metres. Getting back into that origin form, I really like it. Hopefully, uh, that carries on into the rest of the year. And then Jareem Buller, I thought was still good in what was a tough loss. 170 metres, uh, a line break, two tackle busts, and a try scored in this one. I thought that he was really, really impressive, Jareem Buller, in a pretty devo loss. I thought that Sloan looked a lot better in this game as well. Not as many errors, just looked a lot more silky. Uh, that's what I prefer to see from Tyrell Sloan. Uh, obviously scored a try in this one as well. Run for 162 metres. Two line breaks from him as well. A tackle bus. Just looking really solid, Tyrell Sloan. Um, as I said, not too many errors from him. If there's one thing he has to work on, obviously keep getting those um, errors down. But the missed tackles as well. Five missed tackles there. He really needs to improve his defence a little bit more as well throughout the year. But that will come. Other than that, I thought that he was a lot better. No errors in this game, too, from Tyrell Sloan, which was um, a lot better to see from him. Be keen to see how the Tigers turn around from this and how they come into the year. They obviously have the break for Vegas, and then they have a bye in round one. Keen to see how they turn things around going into round one. Um, well, round two, I should say, uh, when they do come back uh, and how they go into that game. They are versing, if I get the draw up now... Let me get up the Telstra Premiership. It's still coming up automatically on the preseason challenge. But they are versing in round two, the Raiders. It's still going to be a quite a tough game. Just keen to see how they come into this one. They should win against the Raiders. But, um, you know, mindset is, I guess, a big pointer in terms of how you come into games. Mindset can win and lose your games as well. I'm keen to see how they recover from the loss. Uh, especially against a side that is pretty much the favourite to get the spoon, or not pretty much, they are the favourite to get the spoon, the Dragons. Um, but just keen to see how the Tigers turn things around. I thought it was a big game from Ben Hunt. I thought that the Dragons looked a lot better than what they did last week. And look, positive signs for them, and I guess a positive bit of momentum and confidence for them going into the start of the season as well. The Dragons, hopefully they carry it on into round one. That's full time. See you in the next one.